Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. With the NDIS second quarterly report for 22 coming out, it's time for us to take a closer look at how things are changing in the SDA market. So we'll see how these new statistics um, on the specialist disability combination will impact upon our view as to where the market's going and what's coming out. With the dwelling enrolments, the number of new SDA dwellings enrolled nationally in the December quarter for 21 had increased by 195. Of the 195 dwellings, 93 were from Queensland, 52 were from Victoria, and only 17 enrolled in New South Wales. The supply pipeline um, shows that there are more homes entering the pipeline of construction uh, with an increase of 418 for the quarter. And this is the largest quarterly jump in supply yet. For Queensland, there was 187 uh, dwellings joining the pipeline, 106 in New South Wales, 103 in Victoria. And across all the jurisdictions, the supply pipeline is dom- dominated by dwellings built to the HPS standard. So most notably in the ACT, uh, there was 91% uh, as HPS, 77% in South Australia, 75% in Queensland, um, and nationwide, 70% of the 1,505 dwellings that are in the supply pipeline coming out are going to be built to the HPS category. So this data really shows us a very strong likelihood of an impending oversupply of HPS around Australia. It's not surprising because you know, the, the SA market has seen a decrease in profitability due to the higher rates of um, prices for land and construction costs. Construction costs might to be blamed because of COVID and also the construction industry's reaction or re, uh, reaction to the home builder grant by the government. So because of these higher costs of acquisition, uh, most developers and builders and investors are seeking the highest amount of return as possible to absorb that uh, increase in costs to maintain a stronger yield for the investment, okay? So a lot of apartments are being built, that have been built and been planned, sorry, for HPS in the last two years or so. So in regards to participant data and demand, um, it's pleasing to see that there's been a jump in the number of people who have been activated for SDA funding this past quarter. Uh, there's an increase of 625 uh, as being significantly higher, I guess, from, from recent quarters. Um, and, but it doesn't represent all the participants who obtained SDA funding. So this is only regarding those who activated the SDA funding as part of their overall package and SIL funding. The overall increase in the SDA-funded participants has increased by around 6,000 in the past six years, with the annual spend for SDA funding going from 112 to $231 million. Um, if you've read the information online and various articles, the SDA 
sorry, the NDIS market is composed of $30 billion a year. And of that, $750 million is allocated towards SDA accommodation funding costs. So of that $750 million planned every year, uh, $230 million is where the number is at at the moment with regards to uh, expenditure of that allocation. So there's still a, still a long way of hitting the promised $700 million annual spend by the NDIA. The number of SDA-funded participants seeking a suitable dwelling during the um, December 21 period uh, was about 4267, 4,267, which is a rise of about 410 over the previous quarter. And of the SDA-funded participants currently seeking a home, only only 20, 28%, so under a third of the HPS, no, under a third, 28%, are seeking HPS as a dwelling. So we compare this to the 70% of dwellings currently under construction as HPS, there's a bit of a, a gap there as well. Um, of the remaining participants looking for a new home, 30, 32% are funded for improvability, 20% are fully accessible, and 6% are full robust. So that's a basic summary of... Um, the NDIS's quarterly uh, report, 21-22, quarter release. And to give you a more of a clearer picture, I mean, if you go to our website, you'll see on our main page there, I think, in the statistics research section, uh, a breakdown of the um, SDA pipeline data as of December 21. And uh, there are 2,162 being built as we speak that are in the pipeline construction. Of the 2,162, 1,500 is going to be HPS. The um, the numbers are 410 HPSs in New South Wales, 550 HPSs in Queensland, 325 HPSs in Victoria, 98 in Western Australia, 79 in South Australia, 11 in Northern Territory, Tasmania is zero, so when doing your research for investing in SDA, you've got to really look at the data, the data of the demand of, of participants, the data of the pipeline of construction being built. And it's often hard for investors to see that data because the only way to get it is from the, um, the NDIA. The, um, the, biggest, the biggest opportunity for investors really is the improvability and the robust category. They're the, um, the two design homes which are most in demand for participants because at the moment all the investors and the developers and builders are chasing after the highest yield possible, which is the HPS standard. So that is the, pretty much the black and white numbers of the SDA uh, statistics. As of October 21, there were 1,800 participants looking for an alternative SDA dwelling, and this number will obviously increase with the, with, um, the flight to quality, which basically means... Participants and their families who who are living in subpar legacy homes or group homes, um, which are from the past era, prior to the NDIS, uh, they would be slowly looking at moving to a better quality dwelling for their own personal needs as disabled disabled people. Um, the still operators, still providers who will want a better design finish uh, for these houses in which houses and apartments, sorry for their workers to work in, to looking after uh, the participants. And uh, as an investor, you need to understand the target market more and build towards it. 
it's uh, highly recommended that investors should focus on the participants' needs and the, and the operators' needs, operators being the providers who work on site, um, because the SDA market is maturing, uh, even though it's still in its infancy at the moment. Um, to future-proof your investment, you should look at other ways to to um, improve the quality and the finish of the dwelling for this for the purpose of this conversation. Let's call it a house. Things to make it more future-proof would be looking at fire sprinklers, having a possibly a hydrotherapy pool in the backyard, sensory gardens in the backyard as well, um, automation throughout the whole throughout the whole house. Automated doors, um, windows and blinds and air cons, activated from voice recognition or from your phones. Um, Fox dryer uh, in the garage, whereby people can dry their um, their clothes on a uh, a device that comes up and down while sitting in a wheelchair as well. Um, just more breakout room, not breakout, more more personal space uh, in the outdoor patio area outside each bedroom, possibly if there's room to build that. So there are all these little things that you can do to a to a design of a house to make it much more uh, livable uh, and and suitable to participants' needs. Um, as I mentioned earlier, legacy homes, uh, which are usually group homes, they are funded from a state level, and in the next three to five years, we're, we're going to see more participants move out of those environments into more suitable SIL homes or SDA homes. Um, at the moment, in Victoria, for example, there are, I think, over 110,000, 120,000 participants, roughly, and 5,000 of those people are already have SDA in their plans. Um, so there literally is 5,200 potential SDA participants, tenants. And... Uh, 4.5% is the concentration of SDA in the total market for Victoria, which is the highest in Australia. So from a loca- locality, location point of view, um, we believe Victoria is the strongest market to be in for investment purposes for SDA property investment. You can also look into areas as well to understand more of the information about a particular area. And I'll use an example of Toowoomba in Queensland, which we know very well of. So an example of this is where um, in Australia in 2021 June, the average funding for a participant in the in the NDIS is about $69,000 per year. And that's across 466,000 people in, in the NDIS. In Toowoomba itself, uh, in Queensland, which is two hours west of, um, west of uh, Brisbane, uh, it has 130,000 population with... 6,100 participants in the NDIS, all right, of which the average budget is 76,000 per year. So the the budget number there is higher than the average nationally. So some examples of the disabilities in that area, so of these 6,000 people, these are just the top five or six, uh, psychosocial disability, um, there's about 562 participants in the area there of Toowoomba, and their uh, funding is about 94,000 a year. Participants with spinal cord injury, uh, 74 people there, and they have a budget of 128,000 per year. Uh, autism is 
39,000 as an average budget, and there are 1,673 participants in Toowoomba. Cerebral palsy, there are 228 people there, and they have a budget of 134,000 a year, and that's the largest number of all the participants in Toowoomba. And then multiple sclerosis, MS, 118,000 per year average, and there's 106 participants there. And as people may know, MS is a degenerative disease, um, which sees a lot of these people ending up in wheelchairs later on in their lives. So this is, this is an example breakdown of, of numbers in a region. So 6,000-ish people of the 130,000 population are in the NDIS. And on average, the NDIA forecasts a, an average of 6% as an STA forecast per region. So 6% of 6,000 is 360 people should be the forecast for SDA. And at the moment, there are 210 people who are already SDA funded in Toowoomba, okay? Of which, for, which as of May 21, 44 were living in an SDA dwelling, mostly apartments. And then another 50 or 60 were earmarked for houses being built, okay? So this is... This is data you get from attending housing hub events and webinars with the Summer Foundation, uh, at looking at the releases of information from the NDIS on their website as well. So working on third-party research, working with the data from the NDIS to see the breakdown of these disabilities and their populations, going to the demand map as well online, it gives you a very good uh, understanding as to what is going on in that region, Okay. So that's our advice to you to seek out advice from other professionals who do know the data. Um, talk to builders and developers and ask for their advice as well and their and their um, research. And if they don't have the research, then be wary because you should really only um, go where the demand is, right? And talk to people who have transparency on the construction pipeline in that area as well. That's some some friendly advice. So overall, I mean, that's really much what I want to cover today with regards to um, um, demand and statistics and research. The um, There's been a lot of talk in our podcasts in Melbourne as well, the last two or three podcasts, and I wanted to cover some interesting numbers with regards to SDA concentration of participants. Um, in inner East Melbourne, there's an 8.7% concentration figure of all participants in that region as 8.7% SDA funded. In the Western District, west of Melbourne, it's 7.5%. Northeast Melbourne is 6%. And the Bayside Peninsula is 5.1%. Okay. So I bring that up because it's, you know, it's, it goes on, Going back to our topics about Melbourne and robust, uh, we're very focused on Melbourne at the moment, and we urge you to consider Melbourne if you can. But in saying so, there are plenty of other areas around Australia, like regional New South Wales, that are looking for um, new dwellings for SDA as well. So we welcome any discussions with yourselves, our audience, with our staff at any time. So uh, that will be the scope of today's podcast. I welcome you all to call our office on one three hundred two five four three nine seven. 
to talk to anyone of our friendly staff to understand more about the uh, information regarding statistics and research. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and just share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.